This is the Midday Market Podcast on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network. I'm Riley Smith. We're on the phone with Brian Doherty of Total Farm Marketing as we take a look at the markets here at the midday session. Uh, first off, Brian, just how are these grain prices looking? Um, mixed. They've made a turnaround corn and, and soybeans. So both corn and beans were um, under pressure most of the morning, but corn currently trading seven and a half higher at six sixty and a half. December new crop corn up two and a half at five ninety two and three quarters. Beans up fifteen in January, and now the delivery month has switched now to March. So, so March is up six and a quarter at fourteen ninety four and three quarters, but well off the low, which is fourteen seventy four. So twenty one off the low. And then wheat prices are about a nickel lower, and they, too, are trading about 20 lower at one point. So some real harsh selling pressure early in the day. And since we've gotten a bit of a turnaround here, I don't know if I can point to any one thing. We do have a supply and demand report out uh, here on Thursday, and maybe the, the traders that were short took their gains or somebody switched the forecast to maybe a little drier in South America. Argentina continues to struggle with dry conditions and heat. But they do have scattered rain in the forecast. And again, we continue to hear about the La Nina pattern that was, uh, in theory, waning in late December, early January, now to mid-January, late January. And now we're hearing, well, late January, early March. So maybe this pesky dry sticks around, and, and that's what's driving the market here this morning. Now, of course, with that uh, WASDE report out on Thursday, we, we know there might be some cuts in there. Uh, how can that affect the uh, prices as we get into that? Well, there's, there's, you know, there's a couple types of information. One is perceived information, so the market's anticipatory or it's anticipating what's going to happen. And I think that the, the way the corn market kind of slid off the table here last week, the expectation was, look, we're just not going to find anything friendly on this USDA report. Where does it come from? It probably doesn't come from increased feed usage. Uh, look at cattle on feed and hogs and pigs reports. Maybe a little more poultry feed as chickens rebound from uh, chicken, the, the, the flu that wiped out a lot of poultry farms. Um, but, but I don't see it in the feed. And the ethanol, well, gas usage, uh, driver usage expected to be down some. So probably not there. So it'd have to come from the yield. And if you might remember in November, the yield actually was was uh, just slightly bumped from the October, which was down, and September, which was down. So it looks like the tweaking was already underway in November. So so the actual news event might be old news unless there's a big change. And so I think the bias is that the market just doesn't have enough bullish information, doesn't have enough exports uh, to really bolster it in corn. So attention will focus on weather in South America. Right, and with that weather in South America, you know, Argentina's not been having favorable conditions to get that planting season really well underway and, and get to where they want to be. But Brazil had almost perfect weather, and they're going to have a, a record-setting crop most likely. So does that kind of maybe offset the uh, losses that Argentina will see, and, and we'll see some pretty good competition there? Yeah, I, I most likely I would lean that way. So, for example, the USDA attache bumped the their expect or his or how are they do that? Their expectation to 153 million metric tons. The USDA is at 152, uh, and then you'll probably see some downgrade to the Argentine crop. Now, now, beneficial rains develop in Argentina for a later planted crop. You know, the overall net loss could be minimal in nature, but right now it's you know it's a problematic area if you're down in those regions of the world, and you're struggling with that. Just like here in the U.S., when you struggle with it, it's real. Uh, will it make a big impact? The jury's still out on that. 
But the later we get into January and, and any delayed plantings or any plants that are struggling with this moisture or their lack of uh, in Argentina and southern Brazil might be reflected in smaller yield. But right now the market is, isn't buying it. So my concern is, in the corn market in particular, is our price is holding up on already weather concerns in Argentina. And if those don't materialize in a big enough way, is there more downside potential for corn if the export market doesn't show any better life than it has? All right, and on the uh, other side of the marketplace in the livestock complex, how is that market performing today? So the cattle market is an interesting kind of, let's call it study right now. Um, Right now, up 10 to 27, a good rebound yesterday, kind of tailed off a little bit to the last holiday time period, which was last week. Uh, We're we're getting back to close. Uh, Now it's backed off a little from the high, but as an example, on the April contract, have a high today of 162.60, and the contract high was 162.7. Um, sorry about that, just expanding my chart. So contract high came on the 29th at 162.75. Our high today, 162.60. So challenging that high and backing off a little bit. Still nice, long, uh, long uh, uptrending uh, price chart. Looks very conducive, uh, performing well. Um, market has inflationary concerns, demand concerns out there, and yet the market continues to grind higher. I think it goes back to uh, demands about or concerns about supply, not necessarily demand at this point. Supply will continue to trend in a direction of lower supply. All right, Brian. Uh, great analysis today, as always. For those of our listeners who would like to get in touch and learn more from the folks at Total Farm Marketing, how can they do that? Easiest way is uh, just give us a phone call. So we'll start with that, 800-334-9779. If you want to talk to me, ask for Brian with a Y. We've got a couple Brian's here. and Or send an email to me, brian at totalfarmmarketing.com. Or look at our website, totalfarmmarketing.com. We've got a lot of resources there. So so we've got a lot of availability, and we'd love a phone conversation first. That again was Brian Doherty of Total Farm Marketing. We'll go ahead and take a look at those midday market prices. March corn is up seven and a quarter at six sixty even. December new crop up two and a half at five ninety two and three quarters. March soybeans up six and a half at fourteen ninety five even. November new crop up six and a quarter at thirteen ninety eight even. March soybean meal up two fifty at four seventy two eighty. Soybean oil up two cents at sixty three thirty seven. Chicago wheat down four and three quarters at seven thirty-six and three quarters. Minneapolis spring wheat up two even at nine oh four even. Kansas City hard red wheat down six and a quarter at eight twenty-two and a quarter. March oats up three quarters of a cent at three thirty-nine and three quarters. On the Merck, February live cattle up twenty at one fifty-seven ninety-five. January feeders up thirty-seven at one eighty-four even. February lean hogs down one thirty-two at seventy-nine forty-seven. February pork cutout down 110 at 87.90. Class 3 milk down 9 cents at 19.61. And that's been a check of the midday market prices. Thanks again to Brian Doherty of Total Farm Marketing for joining us today. And make sure you stay tuned later for the Closing Market Podcast as I talk with Bill Moore of Price Futures Group here on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network for Iowa Ag Matters. I'm Riley Smith.